From points across California, you're listening to the special Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. The special Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. I'm Nancy Johnson, and I'm joined by my fellow Disneyland correspondents Wayne Toygo, Tony Spatel, and Tom Bell. Boy, those two names go together really well, don't they, guys? Um, Bell Spatel. There we go. Anyway, we That's called are rhyming. I know. Anyway, in this week's show, um, Tom is going to share with us a little bit of what he learned um, about the West Coast itineraries on the Disney Wonder, most specifically the Mexican Riviera itinerary. So, Tom, take yes, it away. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I was privileged to go on the Disney Wonder on the March 6th sailing. The Wonder's now doing seven-night sailings out of the Port of Los Angeles. They are going to the Mexican Riviera with stops in Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan and Cabo San Lucas. Currently, Mazatlan is not being visited uh, due to safety concerns, so they are now doubling up on the Cabo San Lucas stop. Different sailings have different itineraries as far as when they do the Cabo San Lucas stop. Some will do Puerto Vallarta, then two stops in Cabo. Others will do Cabo, then Puerto Vallarta, then back to Cabo. So to check DisneyCruise.com just to make sure how your itinerary has been adjusted. I already have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Yeah. You mentioned Cabo, and I know that from cruises that I went on a long time ago, Uh that Cabo was one of the ports that's harder sometimes for the ships to get into, and that weather will affect that port and not others, because do they still have to tender? Yeah, you still have to tender in. Okay, so so I'm just curious if they have two stops there, but then it's so um, dependent on the weather, if that's a... Right. Well, I mean, you, you, we, you, the ship goes into the bay and mm-hmm. you tender in, uh, all, all aboard it was like seven o'clock. The ship left the bay and then came and then would have come back in the morning to, to start tendering operations again. For those mm-hmm. that don't understand the term tender, give us a, give us a little intro. Uh, tender are small ships that hold maybe 40 people that will pull up alongside of the ship uh, you get on that and take that to the to the marina or to the port because there isn't a real ship's dock in Cabo San Correct. Lucas the, the the water's not deep enough to be able for the ship to be able to get into the port itself okay and now that i've interrupted you can yeah, go on no problem uh, well let's back up the ship is sailing out of the port of los angeles was actually which is actually in san pedro which is a totally different look than you would be used to at port canaveral um, this is a port that's used for all cruise lines so you're not going to see mickey hands as lights or you know decorations like that you will see posters and and they've they've hung banners and things like that to decorate the place, but nothing permanent, nothing Disney other than th- things like that. The area is, it's it's a shipping port, other than the two the two docks for the cruise ships. It's a shipping port. You're up on deck around the pool looking out over... Uh, freighters. Beach. Freighters, exactly. <laughs> so it's not, not a beautiful sight. Um, uh, there are hotels there that will let you park your car, stay there the night before, they'll let you park your car. So that's, I mean, you can do that. The the uh, Long Beach is just a short drive away where you can have restaurants and things like that. So it's not a bad place. It's just not pretty. And I do know Long Beach decently well, and I would yeah. 
there's a lot more opportunities for different opportunities for different hotels if that's really right. makes sense. But there's there's more variety of hotels and stuff, and you're sure. Not kinda, but, but if, if well, you stay now, in San Plum, you started out though at Disneyland, right? Now, do they have I started uh, does Disney run buses between the hotel they and the do port? Have the Magical Express that will run between uh, LAX and the port, and Disneyland and the port. Right. They won't go to SNA. Uh, so. And that's good. So you could start off at Disneyland for a couple days ahead. If you're, if you're like, say, a family taking a two-week summer vacation, right. or, you know, it, not a summer vacation, but a two-week vacation, maybe a long spring break or something right. like that. Yeah, and, and the same applies getting off the ship. They'll take you either back to LAX or back to the Disneyland Resort. Is that included? No. Or is that an extra? That's an extra church. Okay. Now, do they use the same buses, um, the same uh, Gray Line buses for the Disneyland? It was Coach USA, I think. Oh, okay. So it's a different company that run, than the one that runs the Disneyland Express right. from LAX right. in Orange County. Yeah. So so yeah. the buses aren't Disneyfied like the ones in Orlando? Uh, no, no. Uh, they do have the little DVD that they'll play on the way, but that's that's the extent of the Disneyfication. Is that a word? Okay. I think you just that. I like that word. Did you happen to catch how much parking is per day? I did not. Dis- I'm sorry. Now the ship has been updated for the for the West Coast on its last uh, dry dock when Outlook Cafe was added above the uh, above the Cove Cafe, but really no other changes have been made on the ship. It still has lots and lots of references to Castaway Key or the Caribbean or or things like that. Hey Wayne, I've got the pricing on um, to answer your question. I've got the pricing on the port. Um, the Port San Pedro parking costs. It's $12 daily maximum for three- and four-day cruises, um, and that's lots one and two. And for lots six, seven, and eight, um, they do all the cruises, um, and it's also $12 daily maximum. Uh, the cruise director currently is Clayton. Do you He's- say it like your buds? Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, well, there no, are a I lot mean, of people who are, people are listeners of the show that know these cruise directors the left, cruise right, and sideways. Which is why, well, I, yeah, which is why when I, I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be able to go on enough cruises that I can be on a first name basis with a cruise director. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, he is alternating with Christian because I, I believe Christian was on in December. Yeah, and Christian, Christian will be back uh, for the for some of the Alaska sailings. And can I say that I know for a fact that the same folks that we had in our December podcast cruise sailing um, that worked in the kids' club, they're all still staffed on board yeah, of that I, ship I, right I saw, now, too. I saw, I saw lots of familiar faces and lots of new faces because the contracts end and they take two or three months off and then they come back again. One thing I wanted to mention is staffing um, before we get into the details. You know, I think some of us experienced in December newbie cast members that were just getting their sea legs, so to speak, on on the cruise. Uh, I was able to chat with both the head of housekeeping and also the person that's responsible for, for training the new assistant servers and servers. And he, w- they were telling me anywhere between 20 and 30 percent of the staff is new due to due to the turnover over to the Disney Dream. And that much of a percentage makes a big difference in the service level. Um, one thing that the housekeeping supervisor was mentioning is that there was a little animosity in the department that they're trying to work through because they weren't what what normally happens in housekeeping is you start out as a someone who cleans the public areas cleans public bathrooms or the public the elevators and things like that and then you move up into a stateroom host role well because they were bringing so many people on new 
they couldn't bring everybody up from from the from, scratch, from, yeah. from the public areas because then there would be nobody left in the public areas to train the new people in the public areas. So there were some people that were like, hey, why didn't I get that promotion? But they're, as she says, they're working through it and then everything seems to be good now. Entertainment-wise, we're on a seven-day cruise now as opposed to a four-day cruise. They had up things a little bit. They added a couple new shows. We still have the Golden Mickeys. We have Toy Story the Musical. And we have Disney Dreams. But they also added the bookend, bookend-type shows the, for the first and the last night that they had been using on the Magic when the, when the Magic's doing seven-night cruises. Uh, on the first night, is there's All Aboard, Let the Magic Begin. And at the end of the cruise, there's Remember the Magic, uh, Final Farewell. And it's the story of a young boy named Jeremy who's going on a Disney cruise. And so in the beginning, you see him getting on board, and at the end, they're reminiscing about the cruise. They're also bringing on quite a bit of cabaret-type entertainment. There were two acts at the beginning of the cruise. Uh, one was a juggler, the other was like a magician. And in Puerto Vallarta, they get off the ship, and two new entertainers get on. And there was those were some comedians and some jugglers. So they, they try to throw lots of entertainment at you. The entertainers will usually do a short you know, five-minute presentation in the Walt Disney Theater. They'll also do a family show in Wave Bands, which is the nightclub. And then one night they'll also do an adult show in Wave Bands. That's, I have a question about, because remember, I unfortunately have not been able to go on a Disney cruise. So, And I'm, I'm thinking of past cruises I'd been on a long time ago, so you guys are going to have to update me. But... In terms of entertainment, my first question is: When I think of a cruise, and I know it's Disney, and Disney is the are the Disney's the king of entertain kings of entertainment, and I expect high quality. Uh And so, when I think of cruise, though, I think of cheese. So, how do they not how how do they do Disney, but it's still a cruise? Like I'm really in my mind, I have this picture of. I want this great Disney entertainment, but yet. Are you talking about in the main the main theater? Just like like in general, what kind of acts because, do they well, have? I know I, I'm asking from a total ignorance. I I've never, I been, I've never been on a Disney cruise before. Because like on on other cruise lines, the acts in the main theater will be more, let's say, Vegasy. Yeah, that's what I'm. Whereas thinking. on Disney cruise, it's more Broadway. Oh. Oh, I that's a really good way well. to explain it, Tom. Yeah, now I understand. There are no um, feathers and sequins. Okay, darn. That's um, Tony. Yeah. My my other question was you mentioned adult. It is a Disney cruise. How adult are the not inappropriately adult, but how adult are the adult is the are the is the entertainment in terms the, of Yeah, it's it's not that appropriate at PG maybe. No no yeah. bad language, just innuendo. Okay. Good. I just wanted to know. Yeah, no problem. They also added a new daytime party. In addition to, of course, we got the Sail Away party, we've got the Pirate Party. On one of the sea days, they added Minnie's Fiesta Grande with some folkloric dancers, and Minnie comes out and some of the other characters, and they dance and sing outside on the pool just to kind of break up the day. You mentioned a party. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, Like birthday cake and... Pin the tail on the dog. I mean, what is it? No, no, no. Dancing and dancing. A lot of dancing is is usually what it is. Okay. 
Okay. Out, uh, out by the pool. Out by the Remember, pool. I'm I'm the I don't yeah, know no anything problem. guy. On out by the goofy so. pool, they are able to close the pool, cover up the pool, and so it's a big dance floor. Oh, they wow. also have a stage there, so they'll use that for the sail away party and at the beginning of the cruise. They'll also, like I said, for the for the fiesta, they use. Actually, I think the pool was open for that, and then for the pirate party, they'll use the stage there for the pirate party. And the pirate party, pirates in the Caribbean party, still continues in the on the west coast. Of course, just for the Mexican Riviera, that won't be the case for Alaska. But with the seven-day cruise comes a lot of time to fill. But there are a lot of things going on on the ship. They do tours of the ship. I did an uh, Art of the Theme tour, which took you around the ship and showing you different details of the ship. Uh, our listeners might be interested in the use of forced perspective. We all know how that's how that's used in the parks to make the castle look taller or, or Main Street look taller and things like that. You know what I mean? Are you with me on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with, with you. you. Okay, okay. I'm okay. with I'm, you. I am you're, with you're all, you. All, so with I you. like forced perspective. When you go in on the third floor of the of the ship, when when you come onto the ship, you look up and there's this huge lobby, three story lobby. You know, looks like goes on forever. Well, if you go up onto the fourth or fifth floor and look down, it's it not quite really as tall. small. Yeah. What they do is the third floor is extra tall. The fourth floor is just a little smaller. The fifth floor is even smaller than that, as far as the height of the ceiling, and so it just creates a huge force perspective. Uh, force perspective. There you go. Another things that they're doing are uh, Disney's Art of Entertainment. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, my husband really, really liked the galley tour that he went on. Yeah. When they, they, they are. When they, we had the December one. Yeah, they're currently, they, they told us that they're currently redoing the floors in the galley. <laughs> so what, while they're not preparing food, they're ripping out floor and replacing floor. So we didn't, we weren't able to do a galley tour this time. They are doing an art of entertaining uh, Chef Marcel Saint-Pierre, who somehow must be associated with Club 33 because he was pl- preparing things from the Club 33 menu wow. uh, several days throughout the cruise. That's awesome. Did you get to sa- get samples? I, Did you I, samples? I, I missed those presentations. I did, though, get to see a couple uh, presentations by Leslie Iwerks. Cool. Disney fans will wow. know the name Iwerks. Uh, yes. Of Iwerks was associated with Walt Disney and and helped create Mickey Mouse. And that's her that's her grandfather. Um, she's done. She's a documentary producer. Um, she did a documentary called The Hand Behind the Mouse about her grandfather. Uh, I would say probably 12, 15 years ago, maybe. And she screened that. She also screened a, more, her more recent documentary about industrial light and magic. Are celebrities cool. or, or notables a part of every cruise? They try to do behind the scenes in, on every cruise. It's a different uh, presenter on every cruise. Uh, I understood that you know one cruise uh, one month or so ago they had an animator on that spoke. So they tried on to every, do something special. Especially on every on cruise. Seven, especially I have to ask my boss nights. which one he saw. Especially on the seven nights. Uh, menus, menus, menus. People were asking me about menus. Uh, it's a seven-night cruise, so we have the three main menus for Triton's Parrot Key and Animator's Palette. Mm-hmm. We also have, I'm using my fingers, we also have the Pirate Menu. Okay. There's a Captain's Gala Menu. There's the Golden Mickey's Menu, which is uh, new for the Wonder. And the Till We Meet Again Menu, which is on the last night. So how do they vary, how do they vary though? How do the menus yeah, like vary? Are there like, are there the same things only mixed up? Do you get a couple new entrees, but still no, no, the main total, menu is mostly the same, or is it all different? Total different menu every day. Cool. Okay, now they're they're named these cool things. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the food. What is 
Memory, like, till we meet okay. again. What, what, how does that so, relate to my food? Okay, so the Triton's menus, French-oriented, uh, parakeets, kind of tropical, animators' palettes all over the over, all over the place. The captain's gala menu is lobster night. Woo! Yeah. Okay, there you um, go. Golden Mickey's is kind of all over the place. Till we meet again is is more, like international. It's the last night. They wear their vests with flags all over, and they do a flag parade. I remember that from other cruises. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's also a big baked Alaska night. Yes. Ooh, oh, we, we, have, we, we yeah, just, okay, yeah. We discussed what they're going to call that when the ship goes to Alaska. Baked Alaska. Alaska. I mean, how can you change baked Alaska? Baked, it, baked, it can't be baked Mexico. Baked, baked here. <laughs> no, I went on an Alaskan cruise, and I think it was called Baked Alaska. Right, okay, pirate and, and my yes, pirate okay, night, pirate Alaska. night. Did you take the big hat? The what? The I did wants not. To know it took oh, the big my, hat. my inflatable! I this was such. I I packed so quick for this. I forgot. I took my pirate shirt, but I did not take my huge inflatable three foot hat. It's a hat, Tony. You will be so embarrassed when you see him in this hat next year. Uh-huh. I'm, nor- I'm normally embarrassed whenever I'm hanging out with him, with but me, yeah. with a, with a thir- I'm, I'm a little more concerned about the fact that Tom has a three-foot parrot, a parrot, pirate hat, as well as a pirate shirt. Is there some kind of pirate thing going on with you? I don't know about. No, 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 no. pirate night. Uh, this happened. This was the fifth night of the cruise, which was our first night in Cabo San Lucas. They throw a pirate party out on deck. I mean, it moves from the dining room. The dining room is a pirate menu. Everybody gets a bandana to put on their head if they'd like for, you know, to look like a pirate. To be pirates. Be pirate. The kids' clubs are all pirate-themed. The kids, you know, get their faces painted. Faces painted oh, my, and everything. my kids look so cute with that. And then once dinner is done, um, everybody heads up to deck nine around the pool, and they dance and sing and have the characters out dressed as pirates. Uh, the pirates cavort. Yeah, the the, 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 the villain pirates try to take over the ship, and Mickey saves the day and shoots off fireworks. And Disney's still the only cruise line that's allowed to shoot off fireworks at sea, which is really cool. And that goes on on the Wonder? That is on the Wonder, yes. Yeah. Like, but like I said, once they get to Alaska, I I think it's the whole too much light in the day to do fireworks. I think it's it would be yeah, have, have to be at like three in the morning or something like that, hmm. which just wouldn't work. I think one of the other things they've added is a captain's welcome reception. They had a cocktail night on the second night, which is formal night with the captain, and that's your one and only opportunity for free alcoholic beverages. Write that down. Free alcoholic beverages. Free. Oh, wait, wait. I sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, free, free alcoholic. Alcoholic. Beverages. Beverages. <laughs> yes. yes. Can you go on the night. cruise just for that one night? And yeah. Then, and then get off it. Oh. Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I say that like. No, I, do you, no yeah. can you get your photo taken with the captain on that you night for people the, who yes, love to exactly. do that? The, the, that's one, the one night you can get your photo taken with the captain. He'll also do later in the cruise a signing. In one of the shops, he'll do a signing where he'll sign merchandise or he'll sign your autograph book. The last night of the cruise, the officers did a pen trading where oh, you can cool. go and they'll, they'll have their lanyards on. You can go pen trade with, with the officers of the ship. Uh, let's talk about the ports. Uh, our first stop was Puerto Vallarta. Uh, the love Exciting oh, and new. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's like what most people most people know Acapulco and Puerto Vallarta okay, from the love yeah. boat. I mean, it, really, it's, it's, Puerto Vallarta is like a 
I would say tropical town. Uh, it is, it's a, you know, it's, it's a port, but it's a tropical town. Everything is away from the, away from the port. You can't really walk to anything other than Sam's Club and Walmart, which are right across the street from where the ship docks. What the? There's also, there's also a... Yeah, I want to go to Mexico to go to Sam's Club uh, and Walmart. You know, if you need something as you're heading to the ship, it's, it's right there. There's also I know. A, there's also are the a, prices comp- comparable or I, are they cheaper? I don't know. I don't know. I just um, figured you a, it up. You know what's sad is you were all, boohoo, you know, saying it wasn't a good deal. And, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and no, go get my no, soda. Uh, yeah. Um, but... It, well, and there's also a mall right there next to, next to the Walmart, so you know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's some shopping opportunities there. But downtown is is a taxi right away. Uh, we hired a van, and I was with somebody who spoke Spanish, so he was able to negotiate a good price. So for the uh, four of us, it was twenty five dollars a piece, and he just drove us around Puerto Vallarta and showing the, showing us the sights. We drove over to Nuevo Vallarta which is maybe 15 minutes away, and that's where they have a lot of the timeshares and, and the resorts. It's also where they do the dolphin excursions. Puerto Vallarta is one of the great places to swim with dolphins or do dolphin encounters. That sounds really cool. Now, a lot of people are going to have their kids on this cruise with them. How old do the kids have to be if people want to take their kids along to go see the dolphins? There is a special kids' dolphin experience that uh, you can be uh, between four and eight, Cool. Um, dolphin encounter, where you're just um, meeting the dolphin, touching the dolphin, not actually swimming. You're just basically standing there. Uh, <laughs> is for mm-hmm. age, ages three and older. So it looks like okay. for, for three you can as young as three. Oh, that sounds if, really cool. I don't know that I'd recommend it for a kid at, at three, but yeah, I know we did oh. it with my son when he was five, and he screamed at the top of his lungs because we were. In life jackets, floating in the middle of the of the water, and it was just sensory overload. Yeah. So, but you got to know your kids. Yeah. Which obviously you didn't. So apparently not. <laughs> no. Thanks for that, Tony. Well, um, I mean, now, we were actually just talking about touching dolphins the other day with my girls. So dolphin encounters are a little pricey, starting at oh Wait, around one oh five for kids. Okay. One twenty-five for adults. You know, but that kind of half puts it in the same ballpark that SeaWorld charges for um, its. Well, what's that park that SeaWorld has? Discovery in Cove. Cove. Discovery Cove. Thank you, Mr. Tony. I mean, if you figure they're charging one eighty-five or something like that for a, a theme park as well as a dolphin encounter, right. no five for a dolphin encounter really isn't that bad. Um, if this is your not your first visit and you're comfortable in Puerto Vallarta, there's another company that does dolphin encounters that you might want to check out. Last you know the last last time we were there, we used, but you have to get your own transportation and things like that. But it's another option if if Puerto Vallarta is somewhere you've been before and you're comfortable traveling around town. And one thing you always have to remember, too, that we should remind people who aren't familiar with cruises is that if you um, do anything on your own like that and you you get a delay and you don't get back to the ship in time, they can leave without you. They will leave without you. Yep. Yep. So keep that in mind. So back to what we were talking about. The the driver took us to Nuevo Vallarta. Then he took us downtown, and that's where the – some of the famous sculptures and stuff are. That's where the, the, there's a famous church down there that we were able to take a look at. 
then he drove us up into the mountains, into the, you know where it was more tropical, and we were able to see where they do the zip lining, which looked really really cool. I wasn't brave enough to do it, but I I did see it. I, I saw it done, and that's it's a place called Eden or El Eden, and it's where they filmed Predator. Yeah, yeah, that's quite the jungle. It is. It is. It was. One lane road, bumpy road. Just, I mean, if if two cars come together, you have to like pull over to. But that would be the canopy tour, and I'm trying to find it in uh, Canopy Adventure, uh, and it's only ninety nine dollars. That's not bad, pricing yeah. wise. Two hour adventure. Minimum height requirement four feet. Maximum weight two hundred and fifty pounds. Our other stop was Cabo San Lucas. And like we said, Cabo San Lucas, you have to take the tender. But the good thing about Cabo San Lucas is once you're at the marina, a lot of things are within walking distance. There are a lot of water activities in Cabo, a lot of beaches, a lot of snorkeling, um, sailing. They also have dolphin encounters there, and that is a walk away. They do sport fishing in Cabo. They do also do a canopy adventure there. I know some people who did the canopy adventure in Cabo and were kind of disappointed with it because it was not just the zip line. They were doing rock climbing and, you know. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was uh, rappelling. It was much more adventuring. It was much more adventuring. It wasn't just the beautiful. Rappelling? Rappelling, yes. Wow. Yeah. It's like amazing race. It's, it's, yeah, it's like Survivor. But you know they ha- they'll have things for rent there the sea dews and and parasailing like that. and that kind of stuff. Parasa- oh yeah, both both ports have parasailing. Okay. I don't know that if that's an excursion or not, or if you can just go to the beach and and somebody will hook you up. Because I know people who are familiar with the East Coast itineraries, parasailing's huge on Castaway Cay, and so it w- it's nice that they can offer it in other locations as well. Yeah, yeah, both locations you could you see the parasailers all over the place. I didn't get to tour the city this time. I, I have toured the city. Uh, there's all kinds of things to, to see there. There's different. You can. There's a uh, sister city called San Jose del Cabo. They you can drive through. It's more of a historic city, whereas Cabo's the party town. But a, a lot of the stuff in Cabo is is beach related or water related. But like I said, it's, mm-hmm. it's all it's all within a walk. I mean, you can you can get off the boat there and be at a be at a shopping shopping mall. Or not a yeah, shopping mall. Let me rephrase that. A a mercado. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's it, the the trinkets and, and souvenirs you can get yeah. in Mexico. Right okay, that brings up a, a good uh, that brings up a good point since you're talking about the mercados and stuff. Do they have carnitas? That's the question. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we fill those glasses. That a boy, Tony. I had to. I if, when the audience wants it, I give. Well, it. do they do they have street foods and street markets and, I, and I, food vendors and things like that in the market or what? I didn't get Is into. It I didn't get into the city that far to see at this time. Um, okay. But, but where are, I was going, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Where I was going was, you know how we always talk about the Bahamas and the Bahamas. Um, you know, isn't that great of a place to go for the markets how did the mercado areas on the yeah i didn't buy anything well i mean it's it's the same merchandise over and over over again with you know you you have it's set up like a swap meet everybody has a this particular mercado that's just right off off the off off the marina uh you know you have your 10 by 10 booth and yeah every other every other um 
booth has similar merchandise. And of course, the first price is never the price you want to pay. Right. Um, usually about half that or, or less. Are there people, you know, asking for money or they're, you know, I, I that's, that's see, one of the negatives yeah, and, of the pumps. And, and I didn't see that in, in Cabo. Um, we did walk around the Mercado. We didn't see see that kind of thing in Puerto Vallarta. The van took us directly from the the port area, and so we didn't mingle with the real people of Puerto Vallarta. To put it, put it nicely, I mean, we we he took us around and then brought us right back. We did right. stop at a couple areas. He had yeah on the way up to to the tropical area. He made one stop where you could overlook uh, Cabo San Lucas. I'm sorry, Puerto Vallarta. What am I thinking? Overlook Puerto Vallarta and see Nueva Vallarta and see all the city from this high point, and there just happened to be three or four vendors there. Of course. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I tried to, I tried to I had a little fun with the vendor trying to buy a chess set and, and just walked away. Now let's talk about Mazatlan. Mazatlan is not on the agenda right now, not on the itineraries. I mean, it's on the official itineraries, but they're not going there. How come? Uh, safety concerns. Apparently, there have been a few incidents in in Mazatlan that Disney just didn't feel safe going there, and so they removed it from the most of the cruises for the rest of the year. I loved Mazatlan when I went there back in 08. It's kind of halfway between Cabo and Puerto Vallarta. It's a quiet town. Um, lots of beaches, wonderful beaches. But, oh, Mazatlan. Whereas, it's like three different ways to get off the ship. Cabo, you're taking the tender. Puerto Vallarta, you can walk right off and go out to your Walmart. Mazatlan, if, if Disney goes back there, it's a working industrial port that the ship stops in. Okay. And you have to take a tram from the ship out to the front gate. Okay, to keep you from going into the security areas for exactly. the tanker trucks and all that. Yeah, exactly. They have nice men with guns keeping you safe. I, that was the other thing I was going to ask. Did you run into armed security whenever you got off the ship? Uh, there just? was armed security uh, walking up and down in Puerto Vallarta. I saw them there. Uh, not so. I mean, you notice them in the in the in the camo outfits yeah. there. I didn't notice the camo outfits in Cabo. Okay, so it's a, it's much more subtle in Cabo. In Cabo. Yeah, much more subtle in Cabo. I, I you know, and I didn't feel unsafe in either town. Now. Had I been staying the night or being there late, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't think I would want to stay anywhere in Mexico at this point overnight. Yeah. Just with things going on there. But for four hours or six hours on, on a cruise, I don't, I don't think there's much danger. That's just my opinion. So what do they do if you choose not to go out of off the ship on those port days. Do they have special things? Like, I know when we when we did our Bahamas Day last December on the Wonder, they had, like, discounted spa packages and stuff if you chose to stay on the ship instead of going ashore. They, they don't have a lot of activities while the ship is, is at a port, but they, like you said, they do have the spa specials. Um, those are pools, wonderful. Swimming pools are open. Uh, buffet is going to be open. So that that's all still available for you. Okay. Um, back to lunches while while I'm while I'm on the subject. While we're talking food, yeah. While we're talking food, buffets open every day. Usually, All right. Usually a different theme every day. Yay. Most days Tritons is open for lunch as a, like a sit down lunch. Okay. You don't go to your official table like you would at dinner, but you you walk up and say I need 
two people and they'll they'll find you a table. You may be sitting with someone else who just sat down, you know, because they're a lot of larger tables. And, but you order from a menu. I asked. There are five different lunch menus at Triton's. Wow. So you you won't always get the same thing. Is it bad that I don't remember any of the food I had on our cruise in December? Yes, because the whole point of a cruise, half of it is eating. Yeah, well, I mean... I have to scold you. It, it, it's food, food everywhere, whatever you want. Isn't it all good? It's... I. It, this is really bad for me, because I remember meals, and I, I can't remember hardly any of them. Yeah, I I have the same reaction to some of the food. It's, it's That's kind pass, of passable. I mean... It's I good. remember. I remember something it's I had. Good. It's I, good. It's fancy. It's not necessarily tasty. Really? Because I remember I, the dessert I had when pl- I was it's, five on a it's, cruise. It it's was that plentiful. Good. It's plentiful. You can eat twenty-four hours a day. But I still remember the food on the very first cruise I took back in nineteen ninety-one. Uh, my first adult cruise in nineteen ninety-one. I I, I, just, I wasn't an adult in nineteen ninety-one. <laughs> Okay, let's just not go there. <laughs> but I mean, I I remember a couple desserts I had, but I oh here's an but I was on a lot of seasickness medication. I had a patch. <laughs> <laughs> I had the patch, and I had a really bad reaction to the patch while I was on the cruise too. So that probably has something to do with it. Uh, and as, speaking of that, how are the waters in the Pacific versus the Atlantic, Tom? Um, I can just speak for where where we were. It was along uh, the Mexican. Yeah, uh, the weather was chilly in LA. Um, say, you know, it was similar to when we were in at, on the podcast cruise in December, where your food was blowing around. But the second day, the next sea day, the two next sea days were beautiful. Cool. Uh, Mexico was warm. It was eight, you know, set high seventies. Are the seas in the Pacific calmer than the seas in the Atlantic generally, or are they more rough? It was like I, said, I think I said on the other podcast that it was rough coming home. Okay. Um, but I don't know if that's due to that was probably because of the tsunami. I don't know if that was due to the tsunami or just the way the waves were, were running or or whatever. But uh, one thing also I got to mention. Okay. Time changes. Cabo is in Mountain Time. Puerto Vallarta is in Central Time. Oh, yeah. You don't think about because Mexico does veer sharply to the right. Yes, it does. So what we did is the first, not the not the first night, but the first sea day, which was night two, we bumped our clocks ahead an hour. Okay. So we we're on Cabo time. Of course, our next stop was Puerto Vallarta. We didn't bump another hour for Puerto Vallarta. We stayed on mountain time. Okay. And they just told us, this is ship time. Don't ask anybody in Puerto Vallarta what time it is. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Um, all the excursions were on ship time. So if you, um, if you had an excursion at 1 o'clock, your excursion was at 1 o'clock ship time. So then when we got to Cabo the next day, we were on Cabo time, allegedly. They still told us. Don't ask the locals what time it is. Uh, was that for safety or just? No, 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 no. 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 They just wanted to make sure you I know, stayed kidding. on sh- ship time ship and time. not have an excuse for being late to the ship. And That's kind of weird and freaky because you don't think about a ship changing that many time zones unless you're on a transatlantic. Well, and and I remember from our last cruise. Or Trans-Pacific. We did make 
the two time changes and switched over to central and then fell back and then fell back again, which was really hard on your body. One good thing about this cruise, we moved our clocks forward to mountain time. Yeah. Never moved back because it was daylight savings time. So basically, it's we, great if you go... That one time. That one time a year. <laughs> that one time a year, I was on the perfect cruise, yes. They should exactly. charge extra for that. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because they'll probably hear me and go, yeah. yes. Yeah. This is the daylight savings time cruise. You spring forward. Any other questions, Tony? Uh, no, other than the fact I think it's funny that don't ask the locals what time it is. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they, they just, you know, they don't want confusion. No, I understand. It's just yeah. funny that they actually, like, said that. Now, when so, you check... Oh, here's a question for yeah, you. Yeah. When you checked in at the port, mm-hmm. did they have a separate Castaway Club? Or they Castaway do. They Club do have two line? separate lines for Castaway Club, and there's also the you know the Platinum or whatever. There's a line for that. Okay, and for people who aren't familiar, the Castaway Club is the once you've cruised on Disney mm-hmm. Cruise Line once, you get a Castaway Club number, and then you're a Castaway Club member. Correct. So every other time you sail, you get goodies. Mm-hmm. And the way the, the Port of Los Angeles works, you... Uh, go in the doors, you go up escalators, and you do all your check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you your boarding pass number okay. that they'll call, f- and then you go through security. Right. And then there's a waiting area, f- just similar to, to Port Canaveral, there's a waiting area for you while you're waiting for your number to be called. There's an area where you can set up for your youth activities for the kids. Right. Oh, one new thing since December when we were on the podcast cruise, the Wonder now has the wave phones. Yay! So no more pagers. What, what does that mean? I'll explain. The wave phone? I'll explain. No more pagers for the kids for the youth activities. Pagers for the adults in case the kids want to get out of the okay. kids club and you have to get them out of hawk. Yeah. So now you can just put them in there and leave them. The whole that's perfect. No, every, I'm glad they got rid of those phones because you know what? When I no, own no, 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 I want my kid in there for seven days. No? Check him in on Sunday, pick him up on Saturday. Yes, this is great. Andrew, Andrew, if you're listening, Daddy really doesn't mean that. So each room comes equipped with two wave phones that work on the ship, and you can call each other, you can text each other, you can call other rooms, other wave phones. We, I used it sparingly. I didn't. Do they have a speed dial for the kids' club, or no speed dial? Uh, they, oh, you wouldn't have known because you I didn't have ones. Uh, no, I didn't That's have cool. a, a child in the kids' club. And they frown on people who don't have kids looking in the kids' club. What do you mean? If what? if you want to check out and see what the kids' clubs look like, they have an open... Yeah, go, go, the, go, the, yeah, the, first go the first day if you okay. want to look at the kids' clubs. Because otherwise they won't let you in. They, they, yeah, they, it just looks bad to, okay. for grown... Yeah. But... Okay. <laughs> Funny story. I was uh, the the last night of the cruise. They do the till we meet again uh, evening, where they'll bring out all the characters one last time at you know like ten o'clock at night. They'll bring out a bunch of the characters, some of the people from the shows, into the lobby, and they'll bring them all down, and then they'll separate out and get one last meet and greet with the characters before they say goodbye. So I'm up on and they're they're all on decks three and four. I'm up on deck four taking pictures, just trying to get you know shots for the for the for the website, and I'm trying to take pictures without kids in them. Yeah. Because it's like, so one of the one of the one of the the crew staff comes up to me and say, like, "Hey, you getting some good shots?" I go, "Yeah, I'm just trying to get pictures without kids in them. I don't want to be a stalker." But uh, but I did t- get to talk to her real quick and ask her how. 
the crew was dealing with the transition to seven-day cruises. Yeah. Um, they're all used to, you know, the three- and four-day cruises and turning over. But she was saying that it helped because in, at Christmas they did a couple seven days back in Florida before they had to do the 15-day Panama Canal. So it kind of broke them in a little bit. Yep. Um, there was one other thing and I was going to talk about, and I can't remember it. Oh, I know. Back to the entertainment. The Wonder now has a house band. Woo! Well, yeah, okay. Okay, are they good or are they bad? The Wonder now has a house band. Okay. <laughs> That's not so much. <laughs> it's better than not having a house band. Um, one of the other things they did, they had a, a guest DJ come in. You know, he had like a logo and stuff. DJ Ryan Marks. I don't know him. I never heard of him. Apparently, we can Google he, him. Apparently, he may be famous in some city somewhere. <laughs> But it's it seemed pointless on a Disney cruise. That's just me. That's just my feelings. But every night after after any activities in the in wave bands, after Wonder Quest or after karaoke or something, DJ Ryan Marks would be appearing. Hmm. And from what I hear, he played the same music every single night. And so it wasn't that entertaining. You know, your iPod can do the same thing. I know, but yeah. But my iPod doesn't have a logo that says DJ Ryan Marks. But but it could. I suppose. Yeah. Did he have like a weird little hair flippy uppy thing? He like had, in the middle. He, he had a faux hawk or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think I just found him on Facebook. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of stalkers, okay. Yeah. No, we, I googled him. You, I said I googled him. I don't know if he's famous or not. All I could find was his Facebook page. Um. No. That was on Google, by the way. Nancy, Nancy, question yes. for you. Did you see any of the shows in December? I did. Okay. I did. We, um, In fact, Toy Story was so cute, I really didn't want to see it at first. I actually got her out of the kids' club, and she was so thrilled that I did. Okay. I had the opposite reaction for Toy Story. I had never seen – I had seen Golden Mickey. You've got to remember she's four. <laughs> you got to remember I'm not – I know, <laughs> but the whole point is those are more. That one in particular, I think, is more for the four-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I'm sorry, but wow. the music, the songs in it are, are are. I don't remember much of it. It's you've got you've got you've got girls playing Andy, girls playing Sid, and the Sid character just like screams her songs, his songs, whatever. Uh, just. I don't know. I, I, I went back to the cat, the stateroom, and poked my ears out after after Toy Story the musical. Wow. That's just my opinion. That's we ended up packing opinion. on the on the last um, on the Disney Dreams. Yeah, we Disney ended up. Dreams packing is an awesome show. That's that's an awesome. Show. I really wanted to see it. We ended up packing. I've seen Golden Mickey's a couple times, and I it's it's good. I just didn't choose to see it this time. So can you go over? Yeah. The day-by-day itinerary, just sure. the destinations, now, and now, if there are any big highlights yeah, for the start and I, to finish. And I, and I made some notes. And I'd remember, this could change depending on how your itinerary is adjusted due to the Mazatlan stop or the, the Mazatlan not stop. Day. Oh, also, the rotation is weird for the dining. Uh, Tony, Tony, what? There are there's three dining rooms on the ship, okay. and you rotate between the dining rooms. Your wait staff rotates with you, so you're oh. in, you're in the three Oops. different dining rooms, but you have the same waiter and assistant waiter to help you. Oh, I kind of like that. Um, but our rotation was Parrot Key, 
then Tritons back to back, then Animator's Palette, then back to Parrot Key, Tritons, Animator's Palette. So they repeat in the middle of it instead of repeating at the end. Do you have a choice of your rotation, or you, will you get whatever you, you get? You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Okay. Okay, so day one, embarkation. Um, and I think this has been mentioned before. The muster drill, no more life vests. You don't have to wear your life vest to the muster drill anymore. Well, I guess that's an improvement. Well, Except when you're falling overboard board, and you yeah, yeah, don't well, know where your life When there's a real real emergency, get your life vest. But for the muster drill, you don't need your life vest anymore. Just make sure you locate it in your room. Make sure there are enough in your room, in your cabin, for the amount of people in your cabin. But for the actual muster drill, you're not required to wear your life vest anymore, which is great on a Disney cruise with as many kids as there are. It was just uncomfortable and just, anyway. And it probably freaks out the kids a little bit, too. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Okay, so first night's embarkation, it would be the uh, signature menu for wherever you're dining. The show would be your all-aboard show. You'll also get a comedian or a ventriloquist or something like that for a little five or ten minute performance. And that's that's pretty much what your embarkation is. Day two is your day at sea. It will be formal night. Uh, shows Golden Mickeys, and you'll have your Golden Mickeys menu. Day three was another day at sea. You'll have uh, Minnie's Fiesta Grande during the day, and at night will be your signature menu for wherever you're at that day. Uh, day four, we're in Puerto Vallarta, and that's also Toy Story the Musical Day. And that was... Another signature menu, the, the, the another signature menu day. Day five is pirate night, and that would be your pirate menu and the big pirate show at night, fireworks, uh, buffet, desserts, and all th- kinds of things on deck nine. Day six, and I'm sorry, that was Cabo San Lucas on pirate day. Uh, day six was also Cabo. Day f- let, let me back up. Day five, you get to Cabo mid-morning, around 10 and stay, and you're able to stay if you don't have earlier dining until seven is the last tender in Cabo on day five. Day six, you get to Cabo earlier, like seven, and are able to get off the ship. But we, you leave earlier, like one o'clock. So day six is Cabo. That's also the captain's gala, which is the semi-formal night, and that's. Uh, your Captain's Gala menu, which is uh, Lobster Night. Lobster. Woohoo! And that's also uh, the night for Disney Dreams, an Enchanted Classic, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Day 7 is a day at sea. That will be your Remember the Magic, a Final Farewell show. There will also be a comedian or something doing a five-minute in the middle of that. Pub Night is that night. Don't miss Pub Night. It's an adult skit. You don't want to miss it. It's at Wave Bands. Uh, 10.45 that night. Also, like I mentioned before, don't miss the Till til We Meet Again on the last night of cruise. That's usually at 10 o'clock on the last night, and that's your last chance to see the characters because after that they disappear. You don't see them on the last morning. I was going to mention something. Oh, debarkation. On the last day of the cruise, on a certain channel on your TV, they will repeat over and over and over again the debarkation information, how you get off the ship, how all that process works. Uh, previously on cruise lines, you would have to get, somebody in the, your group would have to go to one of the theaters and listen to the presentation. Yeah, now they've recorded it and just replayed it on the TV, and you can just at your convenience sit down and listen to it, and 
then you'll know how to get off the ship the next morning. That's nice. Uh, that's, that is nice. And as on all ships in the morning, your final morning, you're rushed through breakfast and basically kicked off the ship. Uh, Disney yeah. does, Disney does it so well though that you don't even know you're being kicked off the ship. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, they've, they stagger breakfasts so that basically by the time you're done with breakfast, it's your turn to get off the ship. So I think we, we waited maybe five minutes for our, our colored tag to be called, and we were off the ship. Wow. A, there was a little wait in the line for customs, but it, it wasn't bad, maybe 15 minutes. Because I remember sitting in what seemed like forever waiting for your turn to finally get off the ship. No. Th- yeah, they don't do that here. They've got, I think, seven different colored tags on your luggage, yeah. and they they base it depending on if you have early or late dining and just divide it up that way. And so people who have early dining or the main dining, their breakfast might be at 7, 7.15. And so then when they're done with their breakfast, it'll be about the time for their colored tag to be called, whereas late dining late dining will have a 8.30, 8.15, breakfast. And then by the, yep. when they're done with their breakfast, then their tags are called and they get off the ship and just not everybody's trying to get off at once. Yeah. Makes it really nice. And keep in mind that you can get room service breakfast every morning except for except that very for last morning. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do, can you still get the Mickey bars at midnight? Yes, you can. Room service? Uh, we, 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 we tried to cover everything. We did breakfast at, sit down breakfast at Triton's. We did breakfast at the buffet. We did lunch at Triton's. We did lunch room service. And yes, you can get Mickey bars. And the chocolate chip cookies are still really good. We didn't teach chocolate chip cookies. Where'd you get those at? Room service. Room service? Really? They're huge. I totally didn't notice that. You didn't hear the story about my son every night of the cruise calling up room service and saying, Hi, I'd like to get some chocolate chip cookies and uh, some milk, please. Aww. Uh Uh-huh. Aww. And I have this great picture of him with chocolate chip face passed out on the couch after eating his cookies every night. <laughs> Grace babysat the girls one night for or on pirate night for us, so we could go out and have just a nice walk around. And we came home, and they had their little their little smudged up pirate makeup faces from the kids club, and they had their little food stains all over their faces. It was very cute. Um, one thing I will mention is Disney tries to make accommodations for everybody. While I was on the cruise, it was Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they did have. Uh, priest on board or some, somebody on board to conduct a service on Ash Wednesday morning. Oh, that's really that nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, want to mention that anytime a movie is premiering mm-hmm. on a Friday, at 12.01 on board the ship, they show that movie. We got to... Oh. They, they showed Moms Need, uh, Mars Needs Moms on Thursday night at 12.01, or would, what would be Friday... Very fun. In digital 3D. Was it good? Wow. You think I'm going to stay up till 12.01? I didn't know if you... <laughs> Actually, I did stay gumption. up. I was in the nightclub, but that's beside the point. Um, I do have a question about the religious services. Yes, sir. That was... I know it was a special... Ash Wednesday is a very important day for sure. certain re- religion. But um, what about... Are they they're sailing on Sundays? They are sailing away on Sundays, yes. But they don't have serve. That's not a regular thing where they'll have a service on I, Sundays. I wouldn't think so, except for 
maybe on a transatlantic or something, maybe a 14-day. Or if there happens to be a priest on board, he may say, hey, can I use one of your facilities to do a service okay. or something like that. But if you're, um, but don't expect it. No, don't expect it, no. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, I'm, I'm looking at, that said, I'm looking at the Net Personal Navigator for Friday, mm-hmm. which... Friday at sunset is the Sabbath for Jewish, the Jewish religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Sabbath starts on sunset, and there's a listing for 515 at Studio C, a Jewish Sabbath reserved area, quiet space is reserved for those wishing to conduct their own service. So they, So, I mean, they will set aside areas. They'll give you an area, but they're not going to provide the service. Minister. And that kind of goes along with the whole, you know, corporate not sponsoring religion. Yeah. Thing. But Disney's always been good about that. Because in Florida, like at the Poly, you can you used to be able to do services on Sunday. Can you still do yeah, that? I, no. So i got to drive to... Never the local? Knows. Yeah, um, the local huge shrine thing. They, they, there must have been a, a, a priest on board because there's all, there was also a listing for Catholic Mass on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. So basically, just if you're Catholic and practicing, just bring your own priest, and you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've added a lot of activities for the seven day. They're tastings every day, all the sea days, um, talent shows, trivia nights, all kinds of different things. They have, they have, like I said, their house band. They have a, a duo still in Promenade Lounge that moves around the ship. You know, the the girl and the guy on the with the guitar. Um, they'll sing in Promenade Lounge. They'll sing up in the adult area occasionally. There's a p- uh, pianist in the Cadillac Lounge every yep. night. Just lots and lots of entertainment going on. Good. Anything else you can think of that maybe folks should know specific to the Mexican Riviera Cruise? No need to bring pesos. Every- That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, no need to exchange your dollars. Um, every every everywhere you go in. Port will, will they'll take your dollars. Uh, one thing to be aware of: if you need cash in port, be careful that your ATM is not going to give you pesos as opposed to dollars. I did notice on the dock in Cabo San Lucas there were some ATMs that specifically said do- American U.S. dollars, okay. where it would give you U.S. dollars as opposed to giving you ten thousand pesos or whatever. And it's probably better to use actual hard cash as opposed to using your credit card for the exchange rates and stuff. Yeah, probably. And also, uh, but also, make sure you have small bills. Yeah. Because you may end up with change in pesos, which what are you going to do with when you get back on the ship? Hmm. Um, and guest services will give you change. That's that's where you want to go if you need change. So the best story would be stop by guest services before you get off the ship. Get some, and yeah, set get, yourself get some, a dollar amount. Get, get some, yeah, leave the rest. Leave leave the rest in your safe or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Tom, thank you for sharing with us all the information. Tony and Wayne, great questions, guys. Also, watch for. I'm going to be posting lots and lots of pictures um, in the next week or so on the boards, so or on the on the website. So probably on the WDW info. WD. That's hard to say. WDW info site. Should folks, watch the, uh, should folks watch the Facebook on, on uh, the Diz Unplugged Facebook page? Um, actually, I was posting on the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook or, page. So there, there's a few pi- pictures there. I don't know. Did I mention it? I went whale watching, and it was awesome. Uh, we were in Cabo, Cabo San Lucas. We went 
on it was a, there were two there were two choices of whale watching in Cabo. Cool. One was a inflatable. That's all they had to say. I stopped listening. Huh. It was. <laughs> let me find. Because a whale could tip an inflatable. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't think it even says it. Cabo Whale Adventure, $79. Uh, board an inflatable watercraft and motor out to the bay in the Sea of Cortez. It's like, yeah, okay. I saw the ship. I saw the boats. I'm glad I didn't book them. They're small. They're inflatable. They're, they got way too close to the whales. Um, we were on a 100-foot double-decker catamaran. Ooh, snack on, tor- snack on tortilla chips and salsa. <laughs> And unlimited domestic drinks. How stereotypical. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's Cabo. Yeah. Um, Corona on tap, margaritas, pina coladas, sodas, all you could drink, all you could, not all you could eat. They, they brought us a tray of tortilla chips. But this was a beautiful, beautiful catamaran. I'm simple, but yummy. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. Uh, I asked, they said it holds 250 people. Uh, there were 80 on board and it was, it was perfect. So, um, yeah, that was $65. That's actually a really reasonable price for whale watching. That's what I thought. It was. It says it's a two to two and a half hour advent, adventure, and that's that's probably about right. The one on the inflatable is an hour longer. That's about what you pay at Long Beach, I want to say. Yeah. So. But but I, I, we lucked out. We were watching a few whales, and they were you know we could see them and everything. So then we had, you know, and they said, okay, time's up. We headed back to the port. They were serving our tortilla chips. And then big announcement, whales off the port bow or something like that, you know, something to that effect. Whales at 12 o'clock. And there were two more whales, and they were just dancing. I mean, they wow. were jumping out of the water. You, you, if you go to the Dreams Unlimited page, you can see the picture there. Or the Dreams Unlimited Facebook page, you can see the picture there. But, oh, my God, I'm glad I had a new camera. And I think at that point we should we should make a comment that we do have a relationship with Dreams Unlimited Travel. So just for full disclosure. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, but anyway, whale, whale watching. Sorry. I got sidetracked. That's okay. So it sounds like it, um, we'll have some stuff on the blog, I'm sure. So www.dismplug.com. Definitely. And, Tom, thanks so much for sharing uh, everything you've learned on on this cruise, and it sounds like a lot of fun. I really want to take the kids. So, I and guess that. What? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, they're doing Mexican Riviera through April, I believe. Yes. And moving the ship up to Vancouver for the summer. We determined in there. There looks like there's a a dry dock in Vancouver. Yep. For a couple weeks, and then the ship relocates back to LA in September. Yep, mid-September. And then the, I think it's the twentieth is the move, so it's probably the twenty-fifth or something like that is the first cruise back on the Mexican Riviera, and that will yep. go through April of 2012. So far, is what we know. And I know that you'll be on one of those Alaska cruises, so you'll I will bring be, back all that I'll, info. I will. I, I wish we were going earlier so I could report better, but we'll be in on one of the uh, cruises in July. Well, cool. Well, great. Thanks, everybody, so much for participating with us today. And I guess that'll do it with this episode of the Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition. 